Think of it this way. Every guest who walks in your doors should feel like they are the first guest to ever walk in your door. So there shouldn't be any evidence of anyone ever being there before. You're listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. We believe hosting with heart is at the core of every successful short-term rental. With Annette's background in business operation and Sarah's extensive hospitality management and interior design experience, this dynamic duo has welcomed more than 2,000 guests from 25 countries, earning them over half a million dollars and garnering them over 650 five-star reviews. Now they're ready to share creative ways for your listing to stand out, to serve your guests and be profitable. Each episode will have knowledgeable guests who bring value to the short-term rental industry, or Annette and Sarah will share stories about their own experiences so you can implement actionable improvements to your own rentals. Whether you're experienced, new, or nervous to start your own short-term rental, we promise you'll feel right at home. Here are your hosts, Annette and Sarah. Hey there, everyone. Sarah Caracane here with... Annette Grant. My girl, Annette. And we are continuing our first, you know, seven or so episodes of just talking about all the Airbnb basics. It's kind of like your Airbnb 101. So you can kind of come back to these first few episodes if you ever just want a real quick gloss over of all the major topics when it comes to being an Airbnb host. We got you covered here today. We're going to talk about one of my other favorite topics, being cleaning. Yes, Sarah's very passionate when it comes to the cleaning. And, and so am I. And so am I. Yeah. She just, uh, she might get a little more fired up about it than, than I do. Well, I think <laughs> listeners, you'll get to know me more as time goes on. And I'm definitely OCD type A. I try not to let my crazy out too much. Yes. And I mean, just professional organizer, you're yeah. going to have you're going to have that. So, but this is, we're really passionate about cleaning because we know that this is a difference maker. I want to say most of the time when I, you know, chat with friends, family, acquaintances about Airbnb, the topics that come up are either didn't look like the pictures, which is so weird, or it wasn't clean. And that Actually, that, that's so disheartening to me because cleanliness is something that's very easy to achieve if you know you're going to put some elbow grease, some time, and put some systems in place there. Because that is of utmost importance to me is that the the photos are correct when the person comes in they they are getting exactly what they saw, and then not only that they have a nice, fresh, clean space to to stay. So yeah, that's it's a non negotiable to to have the place in tip top you know condition. I don't think it's everyone's fault right off the way right off the bat with the level of cleanliness that I think we should all strive for because I've gone to hotels before that ha- that should have their stuff together and I'll look under the bed because I'm crazy lady <laughs> and I'll see like dust right right or I'll open up a drawer and I'll see an old pen with the cap open and like you know it, it wasn't reset for me and right. that so my something that helps me help my clients my Airbnb host consulting clients, is think of it this way. Every guest who walks in your doors should feel like they are the first guest to mm-hmm. ever walk in your door. So there Absolutely. shouldn't be any evidence of anyone ever being there before. Correct. Do you think that's helpful? I think it's very helpful. And so we're going to touch on topics like making the bed, mm-hmm. uh, towel positioning, how and we cleanliness handle of laundry. How we handle laundry. Uh, another topic that people ask us a lot about is, you know, refrigerator and condiments. Mm. And do you leave things in the kitchen? And mm-hmm. don't you? Because mm-hmm. it's a 
cleanliness versus non-cleanliness. Uh, I know, yeah, Sarah and I have some debates about just what's kept in the closet and how things are kept in the closet uh, as far as like extra pillows, extra blankets, things of that nature. So mm-hmm. let's uh, buckle up, be ready, get your, get your list out. Uh, because you can always learn a little bit more about keeping your place in, in tip-top con- condition. So I'm going to start with Sarah because I do believe she has some wonderful tips and tricks. Walk through what you do to ensure that your place, it, your turnover, that's what we call it in the industry, is turning over your Airbnb. How do you make sure that that guest is getting that same experience each and every time? What are the systems, Sarah? I think you have some excellent systems in place to make sure that that's achieved with each and every guest. Yeah. So. I started out back in the day when there weren't apps and stuff to make my life easier with doing a DIY situation. But essentially, tip number one is to do your spaces yourself at first. Absolutely agree. 100%. Nailed on a system. Mm -hmm. When you're walking through the turnover process, I would write down what you're doing. And then when you're done with it, could you have saved time? Did you end up doing something twice? You know, I think you and I both figured out now that when we get there, the first thing we do is start a load of laundry. Yeah. Right. Because yes. that can be going on. And then I also start my Roomba because my Roomba is the only way that under my beds can get clean. So I'll start her off. She's a lady, <laughs> clearly. And um, I start laundry. And then I have then I have a whole system that I perfected over time for my space. And every space is different. Mm-hmm. So then now that we have the world of apps and Airbnb has been around for a while, um, I have a cleaning team that I hold them to a very high standard of turnovers. And I think the best way to do that is to have pictures Mm -hmm. of the way the space should look. And I know I'm not talking about like one picture from a corner. (laughs) I'm talking about this is how the sink should be staged. This is how the dining table should be staged. This is how the coffee station should be staged. Here are par levels for how much, how many creamers I want, how many, I mean, we want four to-go cups for coffee in the morning because I I cater to a lot of business travelers. I mean, detail-oriented photos so that my cleaners... How the pillows is, are on your bed, how uh, the towels are yes. folded and staged. Yes. How they're folded. Mm-hmm. Um, everything is to a T. So like if I have repeat guests, it looks the same if they come back. Sometimes I'll like upgrade a light or yep. maybe I'll change my duvet for the season. Those are fun, unexpected surprises. Not like a surprise like, oh, last time she had coffee and now she doesn't. Right. Right. You don't you don't want to do that. Yeah. For sure. So with with your cleaning, one thing that I do, and I would recommend this to all hosts. I mean, once I get in there and throw a load of laundry in, I do one full sweep of my whole entire property. Um, sometimes I I wouldn't do this in the past. And I would get upstairs to my bedroom, one of the bedrooms, and be like, oh. My gosh, it's wrecked up here. Like, there's so much more garbage. I'm going to need to take extra time. So, I do a hot lap, if you will, around <laughs> my whole pro- and just like get an idea for what I've got myself into. Or either it's like, oh my gosh, did anybody even stay here? It doesn't look touched, or wow, this is a heavy p- footprint. I'm going to have to get after it and get to get to work. But that is the key. I want to let everybody know is and Sarah touched on this. Turning over your own space in the beginning really opens your eyes to how much time it's going to take, how much a, a guest's imprint is from, you know, depending on how many guests you're going to welcome. Mm-hmm. There's much different time and usage if it's one guest versus two to three to four. And maybe did they have an extra guest or two that you didn't know about? Mm-hmm. So those really change 
the um, amount of time that it's going to take to turn over a unit. And before hiring anybody on, I think really getting a good understanding with how your place is being used, how much garbage there's going to be, how you know how long it's going to take to do that laundry. Really getting that understanding helps you hire either a co-host or an outside cleaner, anything like that. Even if you're not planning on doing it for a long time, at least do it a couple times. And not only yeah. like that, you can, when your team members are asking questions or kind of like, oh my gosh, it was trash. You can, you get it. You've been there, you've done that. And I think that's the way, you know, a leader should be anyways. So if you're going to lead your team or just your co-host, I think you should be able to to do that. And not only that, if let's say your co-host or cleaning team, someone's sick or can't get there, you need to be able to, to, to loop back in and be able to pick up the pieces and get it taken care of. You make a good point too, Annette. So once you train yourself on how best practices for turning over your space and how to get it to that high-end standard. Because I think even if you have a space that's not renovated or it's older, Mm -hmm. you should still treat it like it's a million-dollar property. Your guests are going to appreciate that and notice it. But And you then bring on a a co-host, family member, friend, professional cleaner, it doesn't matter. You should quote unquote train them. Yes. Right. Like I, so with my cleaner who now her and I have a very good relationship. She knows how I like my beds made. She knows how I like my towels made. It was funny. She has other clients who are Airbnb hosts who I do not consult with. And she'll, I had her over today at a, at a new client's home. And she was like, Oh, do you want them? You want them like made like how you like it at your Airbnbs? I said, Yes, yes, girl. Absolutely. <laughs> like I like my fold, house folded. But anyway, so I, I spent two turnovers with her. We did them together. Actually, I think the first one I did, I had her watch. I know mm-hmm. that sounds really weird and crazy. No, like, no. But I had her just watch and take notes. Yes, it's just a, a turnover, idea. but I just wanted her to see, hey, girl, I perfected this. I know this will help you out. And then all you have to do is do it the same way the next time. And then she did the second turnover and I just stayed there with her, helped her, answered questions. I was there for her. And then the third time, she did it. And then now I audit her from time to time just to make sure, because it's not her Airbnb, not that it's not her business, but she's not going to love it like I do. Right. Right. Um, but I do share with her every time we get a good a comment on Airbnb that is positive about her cleaning, about how clean it was. I let I celebrate that and let her know that she's being recognized. I want to touch on that. Mm-hmm. I do think that cleanliness in my reviews is is by far one of my top shout outs that guests give. And I know my co-host Betsy, you know, she loves that too. So that is, I'm I just all hosts out there. That is something people right away, they mm-hmm. will, um, they'll, they'll thank you for. So keep, keep that in mind because those reviews, if other people see cleanliness in your review, it'll, it'll help get your bookings up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So, so, oh, I, so I mentioned that I use an app now. And I'm sure there are other apps out there, but I use, I've only ever used one and I love it. So we will put an affiliate link in the show notes if you'd like to try it out. And this really is only like, I don't think you need this unless you have a team helping you, but it's called Properly. Yep. And it it is free for our turnover helpers to use, co-hosts, cleaners, whatever. I don't call my cleaner co-host because she doesn't have anything to do with my Airbnb account. She doesn't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, she just wants to know when she needs to show up to turn it over. And yeah. So it properly is great. The reason why I love it is for so, I mean, there's so many reasons. They walk you through, they give you templates. So if you feel stuck on how to start your own checklist for an Airbnb cleaning, they give you templates. But they, you have pictures that you take of your space and 
not only do you have a checklist of like text that goes underneath the picture that you just took, where you can say, dust under the bed, make sure you get the baseboards behind the bed, um, make sure you restage this section. On the actual picture, you can put a little icon and they can click on that icon and see what little note you have. So if there's something specific, like, you know, I don't know, something weird, and you want them to look right in that picture, properly has it so that you can do it. It's kind of brilliant. Yeah, like, hey, there's a vent behind that yeah, yeah. Uh, end table. Make sure you move it out from time to time. 100%. And dust that. Exactly. They also, so because properly is essentially a checklist app, um, that allows you allows you to have pictures in conjunction with the lists. You can also use it to have your amenity checklist, like have your co-host or cleaner go through like your extras, right? Your cool. lint rollers, your flosses, your clear nail polish, or whatever you're offering to your guests in your little basket or however you do it. It's a great checklist for them to go through and make sure each time that that par levels are where they should be and or they should order more or whatever. I do not use this app, but I will tell you I and with Sarah so often, I see her app alert her. And I think this is really cool. They it, they alert you when your cleaning team has checked in, yes. correct, and started cleaning. Because yes. it also done. helps keep track of time. Yes. And then it's just that, you know, secondary check of like, oh, they're there. They're, they're there. starting to clean. So I think that's a huge benefit to that app. I do not use it yet. But um, whenever I see that go off on Sarah's phone, I'm like, oh, that's, that's pretty rad. Well, in addition to that, so they are prompted when they start the app, when they start their cleaning, to take pictures. I tell them through the app what they need to take pictures of when they start. Mm -hmm. And that's great because if a guest left something behind or trashed something or whatever, we've got proof and it's time stamped. Yes, that's that's really clutch. And they take pictures when they're done. So they can say, this is how I left it. This is, you know, this is what the bed looks so that I don't, I don't have to guess that they did everything how I want it to be done. I know that they did. And it's so like, so not only do I have that timestamp of when they finished, I can then, because I have a smart lock, not just a keypad, if anything ever went down, I also have timestamps of when people came and and left. So it's just a great way to keep tabs in your property without having to babysit at 24-7. Right. One thing I want to touch on, Sarah and I get asked, I mean... So many questions all the time, but one of them, we're just going to, let's just get it out there. Let's air out the dirty laundry. Oh, what is that? <laughs> it's the dirty laundry. Oh. <laughs> yes, that is, it. it is like, That's that you one are going to spend more time doing laundry than anything else. I'm just going to put that out there. Wow. You Between like the sheets and the towels, it's just, it's just because it's something that can't be you can't have two people working on at the same time. It depends on, you know, if you do have laundry inside of your short-term rental or not. I mean, it's it's by no, by no means is it take over your life, but it, it is something that um, you are going to spend a lot of time on. One huge recommendation, again, where I kind of failed in the beginning, I didn't have a secondary, a third set of sheets, of towels, of oh, things like yeah. that. and. I, you know, I got started really on a shoestring budget. So I had, you know, I felt like I would, my partner and I, we had a budget in place and I wanted to stick with that. So I basically had like one set of everything when I started. (laughs) Well, man, I was getting down to the wire of washing sheets and towels and bedding before, before they checked in. So it was nerve wracking of making sure that stuff got done. Once I lived that tight timeline for you know not even that long, I was like, whoa, I've got to get a second set of everything because... The other part too is 
what if something, you know, a towel gets ripped, a sheet gets stained, something like that. I couldn't not have anything. So you got to get that second set. And then I'm actually going to recommend also a third. That way, you know, I always like to have backups for my guests because who knows, maybe they do have OCD and the bed is awesome and freshly made for them, but they'd feel better if they could put fresh sheets on themselves. Or maybe they have an extended stay and they want to be able to change the sheets. Or I don't know, maybe they spilled something in bed. So you you want to make sure that you have, you know, those layers back of towels, of sheets, you know, the in the bathroom towels. Some people like to use, you know, maybe they use one towel. Maybe they use a hand towel, a head towel, a body towel, a washcloth, a foot towel. You just, you want to be able to cater to what they need. So those are the, that's some suggestions there of making sure that you've got enough supplies to to go around, not just for that guest, but the next guest and kind of make your life a little bit easier if if you're crunched on time. So it's weird. I started my business in New York City. And there there are a few things in New York City that are cheaper than everywhere else. One being many petties. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> for sure, if yeah. you're in New York, make sure that's one thing you do. Um, number two is laundry. For us, for New Yorkers, it is it is nothing to drop off your laundry have them do it for you, fold it, and then you pick it up. I mean, they even do delivery, which I know is readily available everywhere. But like here in Columbus, it's like four times the cost. Right. So you would have a laundry service do your sheets? Yes. And, okay. Like I had I had friends who would Airbnb in New York and they would, because we had, I mean, you're pretty much 100% occupancy in New York. It's even if you're, I mean, there's little ceiling for how often. It was great. It was Wild Wild West when I was there too. Nowadays, I'm sure it's, there's all sorts of regulations and whatnot. Right. But anyway, but yeah, it was totally affordable. I, I could pay my cleaner because eventually I hired someone to help me clean and could also get laundry done for my cleaning fee. Easy. Mm-hmm. In Columbus, you and I talk about this all the time. It, it can't do it. It's just not not yet a thing. We're going to walk our listeners. Let's walk our listeners through what we do with laundry right yeah. now. Yeah. I The way I handle it is I actually have washer and dryer in all of my units. So when I was doing all of the turnovers, uh, it's the same as uh, my co-host that does them now. I wash all of the all the laundry in those units at the time of cleaning, and that's how I operate. And every now and then, you know, we do if we're crunched on time, we'll take a load or two home, or if we want to like an extra wash or, or there's. Some... Do you just do one load? You get one load done during that one turnover? No. You no. two loads done. We can get like two to three and four, like if needed, you know, where we could... During your one turnover? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got... So you do a quick setting. Yes. Got it. And I have really large, like... You do. I don't know the... I don't know the terminology, but I have the like the larger um, washer dryer setup. So, nice. and it's centrally located, like it's right in the middle of my units, like in my bathroom. Mm-hmm. So it's, there's no like going down to the basement, you know, going... It's easy, so right. that's that. That's how I do it. But again, there is some laundry that we do take home, or you know, we have to come back the next day, just kind of depending on what we're doing. But Sarah, you have a different a different setup for when your laundry. I went to Columbus, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do because I found a I found a great cleaner who I really liked. We agreed in a price, and I thought it was pretty fair. But she said she's like, I just we can't do laundry, and Airbnb was new to her. So, but again, I haven't yet found like a turning turnover service here in Columbus yet. But um, so I said, okay, so for a while I did it. Like Nick and I would just go over when we had time and just knock it out. Cause we to be fair, we were renovating other spaces in, in the that same building. building. Right. Yeah. So we would just do that while we were doing it. But now 
I've worked it into my deal with my cleaner to do the same thing that you're doing in that. Where I was like, let's just at least, I have, I have, I think, I bet you f- almost four backups because I have a one bedroom. They get turned over so often. I can handle four turnovers a week. So if she can get one low done at least, right, that'll we be can helpful. keep on top of it. So, but another, so I just picked up another client who we're hoping that will work for her four bed, five, four bedroom, five bed Airbnb. But um, one idea we had was to hire a college student to come pick up the laundry um, at a designated time because turnovers Mm -hmm. are never the same. Right. And go to a laundromat and sit there for the three to four hours it'll take to, to wash everything at once because, you know, there's like tons of washers and tons of dryers and they can sit there and study. Right. You pay them whatever the going rate is for that kind of service. And it's it, it would be pretty affordable. So that's another solution that you could do if you don't have laundry on site. Yeah, you can get creative. You don't live in a big city. <laughs> with you can it. get creative. And I, I feel like that'd be a great job. Because the, my client agreed. She's like, actually, I know a lot of college students who would love that. Because then they can study or make phone calls or yeah. do whatever. So we'll follow up and let, you know, let our <laughs> listeners know if we actually find somebody. Yes. One of the things to keep in mind, the, the way I kind of roll on this too is, have our normal standard turnover cleans mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then a quarterly deep clean, which is, you know, really getting in all the nooks and crannies, uh, you know, something like, you know, you have your refrigerator, you have your oven, you have like under the oven, under the couch, you know, there are some things, I'll be realistic, like some of those things do not get done on every single turnover. Well, I'm time for that yeah. every turnover. So, but- that's where you do want to do like another checklist. And, and we have check, we have these resources are, are, if they're not already available on our site, they will be. We have a, you know, cleaning checklist, a quarterly checklist, yearly from, you know, your HVAC vents and making sure you're, you're changing out that type of um, the, the, filters. the filters and light bulbs. But make sure you get on a system there, even like, hey, January 1, I know January 1, I did a ton of work in my Airbnb. So I just kind of knew, hey, that's where I did a full deep clean. I did a full reorganization of my closet where I keep all my supplies. So also have that secondary, you know, your deep cleaning calendar, and then maybe a yearly like, hey, you you have professionals come in and clean the carpet. Move the furniture out of the way, clean the carpet. Do the windows, chimney, you know, all of those things. Set Set up a calendaring system to make it easier for yourself on where those things get done. The next part, if you're doing all this yourself, I highly, highly encourage you before you get to a situation where you need to go on vacation or you're simply not feeling well or you have, you know, you have to be at work or you have a family emergency, have a co host or a cleaner, a friend, already have them trained, ready to go. I have a couple of layers now of people that can help me, like, I have my co-host, but if my co-host were to get sick, I'm her first backup, but then I have a secondary backup and I'm getting ready to have I mean, a I'm third a one. For you. Yeah. Like, you know, we yeah. But have those have backups in place before you even need them because that is the worst if you know you have a guest checking in, you have a either a prior commitment or just there's no way for you to get there. I would hate for you to have to cancel a guest. Don't you can't that. cancel a guest. <laughs> so make sure way ahead of time, even though you think you're never going to need to have anybody clean, have have somebody tag along that can watch or even just take photos so you have them. If you need to have your best friend come in and clean for you, you can send her photos like, hey, 
This is what I do. Maybe even if it's just like notes on your iPhone, like have something written down, some sort of standard. So if you ever need help, it's already it's already there and, and someone that trust can kind of swoop in for you. That's like that's a huge tip. I wish I would have I would have taken that advice because I I think early on I was like, oh my gosh, hey mom, I need you. And my mom is like cleaner extraordinaire. So I trusted her. But I did that one or two times. I was like, that's not gonna work. I gotta figure out because I want to travel and go places and not not feel like my places were being taken care of before I had, you know, a full-time co-host. You want to use Airbnb from the travel side just as much as you want to use it from the hosting side. Absolutely. And that's a good test for that list that you make if you use properly or even if you DIY something. Like there's ways. So I have another friend who uses Google Drive. She uses a spreadsheet and she's drag and drop pictures into her spreadsheet as like the same thing that properly does. But a good test to see if it's actually good and it's like foolproof or like, you know, anyone could pick up and clean your space, have have that that third layer, do it for you, mm-hmm. pay them, whatever, take them out to dinner and like see if they miss anything, if they had questions and if they did or do, add that to your to your list. And then you once you perfect it, it's there, it's done, you know, unless you change something about your space. But for tips, uh, other tips for just cleaning in general, I try to use, for instance, laundry. I use detergents without any dyes, anything like that. I actually do get a lot of people that comment on that. You know, thank you. I have allergies. Just try to keep your cleaners, you know, non-abrasive for for your guest. So uh, I know that's kind of personal and how you like to clean. But and and I make all my cleaning supplies readily available to my guests. I have them all in one closet. So if they have a spill or if they want to, again, maybe they are someone that's like OCD and they want to clean some areas. That's not off limits to them. I I make it available if they if they need that stuff during their stay, they can have at it and and, I'm and crazy use that lady. <laughs> and I do not. But to be fair, I I've learned from other hosts like Annette. And I underneath the sink, I have my own guest situation. But I have a whole cleaning closet for my cleaners in the basement where like they don't have access to every single sheet and every single right right whatever right. Um, but. That, I think that's up to you too, like in your closet, but you have like plenty of closet space too. Like where my apartment, if I left a whole closet to just be cleaning supplies or a cabinet, there wouldn't be much space for anything right, else. So right. I think that's, I, and that's and that, honestly, like as we're beginning this podcast, I think that's the really cool thing about having two hosts. We do things so different. Sometimes, right? Yeah, we like, do and, we, and we get the same five-star results. Yep. Because we care. Yes. That's the number one thing. Yes. And, and the cleanliness, I mean... It's just it's easy to do. It's easy to not to knock that out of the park if you just care mm-hmm. a little a little bit on that. It's not it's not that difficult to make sure that you can you can nail that one. Uh, bathrooms, man, that is where people are really really going to see. As they should be. Yeah. So that bathroom, make sure make sure that is tip top every single time. I think. Two things that stand out is just your bathroom. Even even if people aren't going to use it, if the refrigerator is nice and clean, it has to be. I think I said this at the beginning of the episode. I personally, when it comes to kitchen stuff, condiments, things like that, my refrigerator is pretty barren every single time. Even if guests like leave some things, I just throw it away. A lot of people leave beverages that are sealed. A lot of people leave. It's just. I I take it all out and throw it away. Because um, here's the thing. Do you go, even if you have a mini bar at your hotel, do you ever see like open hot sauce? <laughs> right. Or like yeah. open ketchup? No. And here's the thing. 
five-star host will fight us on this, and that's fair. And yeah. I would totally be on board with that. Maybe the cleaner, the turnover person is cleaning the caps off and what have you. But honestly, like, so unless you have like high-end water that you're offering your guests, and it clearly looks like a mini fridge where like you, right. the host, are offering this San Pellegrino or this right. soda water or this whatever, or iced tea in the summer. like, Or if you have a special drink that's special to your neighborhood right. and you're right fine offering that it. makes sense and it's and it's staged in your fridge and maybe there's a picture of it on your listing yeah staged is the is the key there but yeah other stuff i and we i we we actually have this debate often people do like some people will leave you know ketchup mustard mayonnaise salad dressings and they just leave them in there i just i just get rid of them i don't mm-hmm. i don't have any um even when it comes to other things in the kitchen a lot of times i just I get rid of that stuff because it is a cleanliness thing of like, wh- where was it used? How was it used before? So I, I will say I do offer, here's what we do offer. I think you are the same boat with Mina, but tell me if you're not. Salt, pepper. Yes. Olive oil. Sometimes. And <laughs> coffee fixings. Yes. And I do individual, like I invest in individual creamers, individual sugars. Mm-hmm. That way no one's guessing like, how old is this? Or did someone put something in here from the last guest? Like, yeah. you know, I don't know. Like, I feel like if it's individual, the only thing that's not individual is my olive oil. And I just feel like that's the one thing if you go to, if you go shopping and it's, it might be a condiment you forget and you kind of absolutely need it so you don't ruin my pans. Right. I learned that from another five-star host who was like, I think that's one necessity we right. should offer. So I've been doing that. And my co-host helps me keep it, or my cleaner helps me keep it clean and sure, looking good. But yeah, kitchen, kitchen has got to be, got to be super clean. Yeah, bedrooms, all of it. It just has to be ready to go. Baseboards, you guys, like that baseboard that runs right behind your bed, or that baseboard that's like really awkward between your sink and your tub. It's really tiny and hard to get to, but like you got to get back there. Mm -hmm. Like that's what separates a four star from a five star host. And anymore these days, Airbnb is so competitive. If you're not five star, people are going to wonder why. Right. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Especially, I mean, you just got to do it. I don't know. It's yeah. a non, got to get that, that five star cleanliness there. Um, great. So anything else that we haven't? Oh, oh, I have one tip and okay. I'd like to share. I didn't know that this wasn't a thing because I've always done it this way and it's just been a win for me is I schedule my cleaners to clean 30 minutes after I have a checkout. That way, my space is always ready to go. Right. Yeah. That no. That's a huge tip. Some people, if they don't have a booking, they'll wait, they'll wait. to clean. And I again, this is this is where I've gotten. You know, it's kind of come and bit me in the ass a couple of times. Oh man, now I'm gonna have to get that rated, rated explicit. Great. Listen, I'm only <laughs> um, into this if it's no, explicit. But, um, I'm going to tell you that has got me a few times where someone was like, hey, I want to check in earlier. I wanted to get a last minute booking. And I was like, oh no, I got it. So that is a good practice to get in is, I mean, my co-host does that now. She she arrives 15 minutes out of ch- after checkout. And it's like, after somebody checks out, clean it, be ready to go for your next guest. Always. It just, it takes that pressure off. You're, you're ready for your next guest. And yeah, I, I've had to learn that the hard time like the hard way quite a few times. So yeah, yeah. And if you're that. cleaning it yourself, like, and, and this is a side hustle for you, I get it. You can only do it when you're available. And so then you just have to understand that your space won't be, it, it's possible that if that's the case, it won't be rented as much as it possibly can. Sure. If you implement this, if you clean it right after someone checks out, you are sure to be able to get maximum revenue because your space is always ready. 
And we'll touch on this in, in future episodes. You can, if, let's say you have a large property and you're going to need a whole entire day to clean. You can set your calendar up in a way that allows you a full day or two in between guests to make sure that it's ready and you have enough time to prep it. So be, you know, don't be scared. There, there's a lot of things that you can put in, into your listing to ensure that you have proper time to prep or if you just want some, some downtime in between guests. You can make that happen via your calendar inside Airbnb. I think for cleaning, we're we're going to continue to talk oh, about this. There like, are going to be so many cleaning yeah. issues, like uh, episodes. It's going to be great, but they'll yeah. all be different. And they'll all be deep dives into things that we think will be beneficial to you and your either your mini Airbnb business or your epic. Yes, but but um, yeah. Thanks for listening to us talk about cleaning, and we'll again <laughs> we'll take any questions you have about cleaning. Uh, if you have any tips for us, please please reach uh, out. Yeah. Let us know. Uh, you can reach us at hi at thanksforvisiting.me. But we will be back soon with another episode to give you some more tips and tricks on your hosting journey. Thanks for visiting. <laughs> See you soon. Thanks for listening to the Thanks for Visiting podcast. Head on over to the show notes for this episode at thanksforvisiting.me. If you're looking to take your listing to the next level and show your guests how much you care, be sure to check out our line of thoughtful hosting products from hosting checklists to custom mugs to toilet paper stickers. We've got you covered. And if you love our show, remember, sharing is caring. Please hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. Awesome reviews help us bring you awesome content. Thanks for tuning in and we look forward to hanging out with you next week. Thanks for visiting.